Hey everybody, welcome to Life Talk Radio. I'm David Humphrey. Tonight we're talking about a subject that to me is not getting a lot of press. It gets a little bit on Facebook, uh, not enough on the other social media platforms, and definitely not enough in mainstream news. Uh, of course, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. January the 11th was Human Trafficking Awareness Day to where everybody wore blue in uh, reference to the awareness of human trafficking. Up until probably 2019, I don't think a lot of Americans understood what human trafficking meant. I believe when we would have human trafficking in news or from a social media platform, we, we automatically put that to something that was overseas or we put it to a movie or some type of topic that's really not in our uh, suburbs or our small cities in America to where now in 2021, I'm seeing a huge influx of human trafficking, sex, child trafficking, labor trafficking. It's a, you know, multi-billion dollar industry globally. And it's here in America. Now for the parents and the individuals listening to the show that don't really understand what it means when we talk about sex trafficking or human trafficking, labor trafficking, you know, uh, the Federal Trafficking Victims Protection Act, which now, remember this, was signed in 2000. Child sex trafficking includes a recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, uh, soliciting a child under 18 years of age for the purpose of commercial sex. And that's also with f- force, fraud, or coercion. Um, you got to remember, a minor is not able to consent to being bought or sold. But this act, which was signed by President Bush, was in 2000. Here we are in 2021. And, I, you know, this has been going on in the United States for a long time. It's just now, in my opinion, uh, during 2020, gotten a little bit oppressed, but not enough because we still have a lot of parents that don't understand. We, we don't understand what it means. We, we don't have the training and the uh, community networks set up to get this information to our smaller cities. Um, you got to think about, it's the responsibility to me, and these are my opinions, it's the responsibility of our community to identify some of these indicators of the trafficking. Um, you know, the public shouldn't have to rely on the potential victim to come forward for any of this disclosure. You know, we should be able to see it in our neighborhoods. We should be able to call law enforcement. We should be able to, you know, contact others, you know, such as Homeland Security uh, you know, they have the 1-800 number to where you can call and leave tips. I think, you know, our local law enforcement, should you should be able to do the same in our communities. Um, because you got to think that this, the traffickers are, you know, using these recruitment tactics to where they manipulate, they threat, uh, they exploit our young people. Um, and it's right here in front of us. This is going on in every neighborhood, in every city in the United States, and it's right here in front of us. 
And people, we have to get this information to all of our communities. I, I feel like it's, um, you know, when I got involved in doing this and doing the nonprofit and being an advocate for it and getting a group together and, and, and then, you know, having a big team to fight this fight, I felt like it was a calling, but I also felt like it as a parent myself, I felt like it was a need because once I started putting information out and talking to parents and I realized that there's not a lot of information for our parents, especially in our school systems, which hopefully one day I'd like to see that change in Alabama to where human trafficking is not only taught to our teachers, coaches, guidance counselors, administration, to where we could look for it just as teachers do child abuse. Um, you know, we got a lot of risk factors that uh, you look at our youth that, you know, missing and runaways, uh, childhood sexual abuse. Um, they don't feel loved by their parents, low self-esteem, self-worth. And now a bigger problem in the United States is the LGBTQ um, kids that are, you know, they're very uh, stigmatized by their family. A lot of them, they're, they're thrown out by their family. Now, remember this, the key is, you know, they don't feel loved by their parents and they have low self-esteem and they have zero confidence. You know, this are some of the indicators to the children that are being trafficked because they'll run away and the uh, predators and the uh, buyers and these pimps, they look for that because they're going to take care of them and they're going to keep them and, and they're going to make them feel loved and wanted because they're out there working for them for money. Um, you know, you got to look at their, their changes in behavior of, of their online stuff, their social media. Uh, you know, what, what are they doing with their accounts and profiles? Um, you know, so a lot of them lie about their age. Um, they, when parents try to talk to them, they'll avoid questions and they'll, you know, they'll lie. So parents have got to really stay on them. And also they need to know what they're doing. The parents need to know what social media sites they're on. Um, and, and us also called getting involved, you know, parents, neighborhoods, community leaders, mentors, we have to get involved in our our entire youth of society. Every kid in your neighborhood, you need to be involved. You need to be watching out for them. Um, you've got to start getting nosy, parents. It's okay to get nosy. It's okay to be, um, you know, all in their business to a certain extent. I know a lot of parents feel like they don't want to, well, you know, we're going to give them their space and all that. But when it comes down to keeping your child safe, get nosy, you know, find out, you know, who they're talking to, find out who their friends are. And that goes back to just being a parent. That goes back to keeping your kids safe because I know it. We live in a world that is so dangerous and so easy to manipulate kids 
because it's a billion dollar industry. So money, money makes this uh, thrive, you know, lies, manipulation, and you got organized crime. Uh, you got organized groups of predators. You have now the gangs getting involved in human trafficking. Um, and I, you know, I want to bring this back. This act for the victims was signed in 2000, but here we are in 2021 and it feels like we're just now getting a little bit more exposure. If you think about that, that is unbelievable to where it makes me kind of mad in a way because we've wasted in all these years of this going on to where we didn't really have a lot of information. We had a little bit, but not a lot of enforcement. We didn't have a lot of education for our parents. We didn't get it out to the media and the media in a lot of places. And I've, I've seen this for myself just traveling throughout Alabama and talking to people in Mississippi, Florida, Texas, um, you know, Ohio, they, they do not want to talk about it. They, this is a dirty little secret in America because a lot of places do not want to talk about it, bring it up because they feel like it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. If we don't talk about it, it's not happening. Well, I'm afraid to tell everybody it's happening. It's happening in the uh, smallest cities in America. It's happening in the biggest cities. Um, and you got to re remember, because I bring this up a lot, 2017, the Guardian Institute did a survey and put out that only 20% of law enforcement in the entire United States had human trafficking training to where 85 to 95% of the victims were, were children and women and only really 1% was reported. Those are, that's, that's not good people. That's, um, that's a business that's in the United States that's illegal, that is operating full throttle. Um, I believe that it will, by 2022, probably be the number one illegal business in the globe. I think it will pass narcotics. And the reason why I say that is the demand, the demand for sex, the demand that they can operate in front of everybody and they just blend in because there's no stereotype for this. There's no rule book right now. Uh, this comes from every walk of life. People buying sex come from every neighborhood, every um, job market, every um, you know income bracket. And hardly ever the people that are buying the sex are the ones getting in trouble. And that, to me, is trouble. Well, I take that back. That makes me more aware of what the problem is. You know, we have to take the demand for sex and to abolish it. We have to then prosecute to the fullest extent, to the fullest maximum laws in every state to the people buying sex. I believe if we changed a bunch of laws, which... You know, you know, 
as well as I do, that's really hard to do. It's really hard to do because we are on the law enforcement side of America, and that's every agency included. They're so shorthanded, and it's such a, such a, I call it a lot of moving parts because you have so many different agencies, you have so many different moving parts to build these cases because you're tra- you, they can travel from Alabama to Georgia, Florida to Alabama to Tennessee, and it takes a lot of agencies. Um, and like I said, the, the victims also, they're, there's, they're, they're every segment of society. They're every color. They're every income bracket. Um, and, and the predators and the buyers are people that just basically have no morals. You know, uh, they're, interest, they're interested in buying sex. The traffickers are interested in the big profits. That's why, to me, I think the, the gangs in North America have really gotten involved because it's fast money. It's, um, it's where they can maneuver and operate in front of people. Now, if you're doing, you know, selling the narcotics, it's, it's kind of harder, you know, because there's a huge element of being caught to where the trafficking and buying sex and selling sex online because that's another huge problem that... All these websites and all these internet um, companies that sell sex, um, you would think they could be shut down a little bit easier. Uh, I know Pornhub has been in the news for the past two years, really. And finally, they're starting to do a little something about it. But you think with everything else going on from a political standpoint in North America, we could be able to control the sex industry with underage kids that are online. Um, and also, the now some of the numbers that you'll see from different groups, they all kind of are different. And reason being is because we don't really truly know a total. I think a lot of groups guesstimate of what's going on. Um, I know one group talks about that trafficking generates more than $32 billion per year, and that's more than Nike, Google, Starbucks combined. I think it's a lot more than $32 billion. I think we are way over the $200 billion globally. I think that we are way over that now. Um, and, and, you know, traffickers target the, uh, the young, the preteens, the kids that have trauma, physical needs, neglect, they know how to manipulate and look for that. These these people are, are smart because they network together because when you have money that's the fuel to this and lots of cash, they're a little bit more cunning. They're a little bit more um, together in a way because they're out here being predators. They understand uh, what they're looking for. They know how to look for it. They know how to manipulate and lie. And parents, we've got to start teaching our kids and, and having that responsibility of taking care of them and under, letting them understand what's going on and also talking to our kids about sex. I know it's taboo. I know it's strange that we live in a world that we have to talk about this now. And I totally get it. But we have to let them be aware 
at almost an earlier age that this stuff can happen because we live in the cell phone technology computer is basically in our hand and we're just out here in the free world you know you have 10 year olds that have cell phones um and you also have kids that are uh, they're lonely they're not loved or they feel like they're not loved they don't feel like they have enough attention and they will get on the internet and they will find it and if you look at statistics about every 30 seconds that a human sold into slavery that is not good people that that should tell you that we have a big problem and we need to work together to fix a lot of these issues and problems um it's not going to be fixed overnight it's uh something that's a work in progress it's something that we all have to get together to do uh and, and be that second set of eyes for our law enforcement um let's talk about some of the trauma you know the trauma that leaves a person um when they go through these with not only emotional symptoms, psychological, you know, loss of relationships, can trauma, um, natural disasters, neglect, uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, uh, community, school violence. Um, this stuff can trigger things in, in, in our youth. Um, but I feel like if parents and friends and family could just take enough time to explain to our kids and let them have a open door with them. There's not really enough of that, in my opinion, that um, we don't have those open doors anymore because we're living in such a fast-paced world to where the you know we work, we pay bills, we take care of our kids, and that's it. You know, it's super fast-paced. It's um, it's, <laughs> I, I was saying it was out of control. I was talking to somebody about this the other day that I feel like life is out of control, that everybody's down some rabbit hole. Everybody is into a um, frenzy when it comes to COVID and we the uncertainty of where the United States is going and the political arena and stuff. And we're doing all this crazy stuff and we're talking about all this stuff. But it boils back down to trauma to our kids. We are not doing enough for mental health, the trauma of our youth, protecting our youth, because we're, we're in a fast-paced downward spiral, and nobody's taking the time to stop and even think about our kids. So it's something to think about. And I know this is like some parents listen to this and they'll look it up and they're just mind blown. They're like, there's no way this could be happening. This only happens in other countries or this only happens in the movies. But but I'm afraid, like I said, this is really happening in your communities, in your cities. And it's something that we got to stop. And, you know... I've tried this with my own kids. I've tried talking to other parents about this, you know, and these are all my opinions. Uh, it was something that I got passionate about because I didn't feel like there was enough being done to get information to the public, to get law enforcement on board um, because they're so shorthanded. So I feel like if we can educate people, work together as a group, 
be that extra set of eyes, we can really make a difference in our communities, our cities, our states, and across the country to, to stop this. Um, you know, instead of working on our children, how about working with them to become a team? Um, and, and when I started, I had brought this up. I'd wrote a whole page on it about as parents, instead of just like, we're just going to kind of work with them. Let's work with them to be a team, a together team, a team that, um, you're letting them know, um, how valuable they are to you, how much you love them, how much you care about them. Try to build some confidence up in them. Uh, and this is stuff that's going to take time, but you can do this. Um, and also talk about sexuality, uh, you know, the how sexuality goes as you're growing older, coming into an adult, into those next chapters. You kind of got to put it out there to... Let them know that love is not sex and sex is not love and build them up, you know, care about them. Let them know that if they're, they're ever having a bad day or something happens, have that open door relationship with them. So they will come and talk to you because these predators have bad intentions. You know, you're trying to keep them safe. They're trying to uh, manipulate and use them to their advantage. But if you work together as a team in the household, and that's with all the family, because I understand that grandparents and grandmoms, you know, and, and moms or dads are split and they're all trying to do their part. But if you do that, I really see a lot of good coming out of it to where instead of just kind of like, you know, what, what can I do for you? Or Look at it in a different light and look at it as a, you're being a, a team with them and you're trying to build something. Because when we have teams and teammates, we're always trying to build that one that one goal. And that's a togetherness, a unity. Um, and it is going to get you to the next chapter with your kids and keeping them safe. If you're honest up front, let them know how much you care. And, and just like I said, everybody, just try it to see what happens. Um, you know, I understand that a lot of stuff with our kids now is, um, they don't understand a lot and they want to ask questions. And sometimes you as a parent don't have the answers. Don't just push them to the side when they do start asking you questions, try to find you friends, family, different groups. There's plenty of ways to network through even Facebook to get that answer for their, for your kids. And always, always be able to uh, answer some strange questions because you want them to ask you questions. You want them to be engaged in you to ask questions. To me, the scary part is when they're not wanting to ask questions and they're not concerned because that tells me that you're not nosy enough. You're not nosy enough into their social media accounts, uh, school, who their friends are, who are they hanging out with, you know. But that goes back to showing accountability as a parent. Um, you know, and, and I understand, you know, when you start teaching your kids about this stuff, you may not want to have a full-blown conversation about trafficking uh, with your preteen. 
but you can talk to them about the dangers in this world and, and how they need to make sound decisions and things and think of things outside the box and look at things differently. Um, you know, it's okay to do that. It's okay to be cautious and try to parent safely. Um, you know, knowledge always leads to prevention. I mean, think about it. We don't have enough stuff getting out to our parents um, to start the age of prevention. Now we're trying here. We are in 2021 and we're really trying a lot more groups, a lot more, um, people trying to bring awareness to this. Um, also try to have some quality time with your kids, you know, uh, do, do, do board games. I know that sounds so silly to some people. Oh, you know, it's Friday night, you know, why play board games or why do something that they want to do? Because that's building your team up. Remember that. Ask them the things that they want to do and, and, and try to go along with them and, and use it as your team building. Um, but like I say, I like where I tell everybody to be nosy because you need to. The more you're nosy, the more they're going to think about stuff. And then you're going to start a conversation when you go back and forth. Just be cool and calm and look at things at a different light and look at it as you're just trying to keep them safe. Because when it boils down to it, we're all trying to keep these kids safe. Everybody is. Because it is such a problem in America and I cannot express it enough to people to just wake up, you know. Uh, even for the younger kids that have these phones and stuff, you know, there's plenty of pl parental controls on everything from YouTube to uh, a lot of the other social media outlets. You can have the control on that. And then, you know, always keep them in your corner. And when I say that, always build them up. Always uh, make them feel special. But, I mean, we're talking about all this here in 2021 like it's something brand new to parents and kids and how we raise kids. And and it's also like, it's kind of, I've come to the conclusion to where I'm like totally overwhelmed sometimes with why parents just have these kids and they're really not taken care of to where I'm like, I'd like to take care of all of them, but you just can't, you know, but parents have got to take back their responsibility when they have these kids and raise them in a safe environment, you know, you always have to reassure them, make them feel valuable, you know, make them feel like they can come to you with any problem with anything. Because now, you know, we got bullying in the school still. We still have some problems, even though last year and a little bit, um, you know, coming into January, we're doing a lot more of the, uh, you know, staying at home school, the virtual school, they call it. Uh, but sooner or later, we're going to get over this and we're going to get back face to face. Um, and you're going to have the bullying again. I see it from my daughter a little bit on the little social media stuff that she does. I see where they bicker back and forth. And, you know, it is what it is with them growing up. But yet you got to watch them because it can turn into bullying really easy. And I, and I see it now. You know, I didn't understand it about five years ago when it got really popular. 
And I just did not understand it. But now I do because that's like education and everything else. I have to, you know, I have to learn stuff too. And I have to learn how these kids and what they're facing on a daily basis that, um, you know, it's tough and I get it. I, I truly understand what they're going through now. Um, one more thing about if you're in the Montgomery area, come Monday, uh, January the 18th at Mama Sack Lunch, downtown Montgomery, 21 South Perry Street. We're going to have the Alabama Alliance for Human Trafficking and Child Safety. We're going to have some guest speakers, law enforcement, uh, special guest Come in from 10 to 1. Come bring your family down. Come down, eat lunch, listen to some of the speakers, talk to people. If you have questions, please ask. That would be a great time. I know that they have some kid ID kits that the Montgomery Police Department have, have was given to us. We'll have the ID kits for the kids, and we'll be going over some human trafficking stuff, some other ways to keep your kids safe in a um, you know internet world and this all this technology in our hands, and even pe- predators will communicate through video games now. That's that's something that's big and new. And, you know, they're they're manipulating kids through playing video games. You know, they uh, disguise themselves as 10, 12-year-olds. And, you know, it goes from the video games back into the message box of your Facebook and your Twitter accounts and, uh, you know, all your social media stuff from Snapchat, uh, TikTok. So, parents, please be aware of what's going on. Pay attention to your kids. Ask questions. Uh, network with others, network with other family members and neighbors, um, get information. There's a lot of information out there completely free, uh, from Homeland security websites to the blue campaign to different organizations and groups in your city and towns. And for these nonprofits that are out there that are trying to, uh, rescue our survivors, take care of them. And for all the nonprofits that are really pushing human trafficking awareness, please get behind them. Please donate if you can. Please help because there's so much that goes on the back end of once you get a survivor because they have to have medical help. They have to have psychological help. They have to have mentoring, teaching. Um, You know, it's almost like starting your life over and getting them a safe place and you know finding you know some some groups of mentors and counselors that's a lot of money and that's a lot of different moving parts as i say it so please give to any of them there's so many great ones here in Montgomery there's so many great ones throughout Alabama they're all over the United States Please give to them because that money helps them operate to get information out, just like our nonprofit, the Alabama Alliance for Human Trafficking and Child Safety. We have to have we have to have money to get information out to different parents. We have to have the funds to network with different groups and also do events. That's going to be one of our bigger things that we're going to do 
in this uh, upcoming years have a lot more events for education and to get out. Uh, I'm getting together a folder that has a lot of the what to look for in sex trafficking, uh, how to keep your kids safe. So that's something that I hopefully, hopefully I'll get out by March. But you can always check us out on our website. But as always, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for pushing our show. If you have any questions, please comment, message us. But parents, you're not in this alone. Friends and family, you're not in this alone. We can all do this together. We can protect our kids. We can keep them safe. And we can educate our community. We just have to do it together. And... It's okay to have questions and it's okay to feel like, well, I'm a parent and I don't have all the answers, but all you have to do is ask somebody because there's people all over that's wanting to help everybody that's wanting to help you. So don't feel as a parent, you're out here alone and you're getting overwhelmed by things. And remember, we all have this hope. For togetherness, we have this hope for helping, and and it's going to happen. It will happen, and things will get better. I really believe things are going to get better as long as we stick together, work together, educate each other, and talk. You know, talk to each other, and just be honest with your children. You know, be that rock, be that team captain. Be that teammate, and you'll see a big difference. But as always, thank you. Everybody have a safe weekend. Any questions, comments, please inbox me.